Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Billboard's Senior Director of Charts. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Executive Digital Director, West Coast. Hello, Katie. How Hi, are Keith. You? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good. Um, I know we're many, many days past Thanksgiving, and by the time people hear this, Thanksgiving will be well in the rearview mirror. But did you watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and or the dog show? Let me tell you the saddest story of all time, Keith. This is a okay. story of when the Lions played at the same time as Michigan State had a basketball game. So we allowed the two televisions in our house to have the two sporting events. And I told Dan, please record the parade so Cal and I can watch it later. He recorded the CBS parade. Keith. What parade he recorded is recorded the CBS parade. Well, what I parade? learned is I think they are also at the New York Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, but they're not allowed to, like, say the word Macy's. <laughs> they're just like so were they showing the same floats and stuff yes but like it was so, but had different guests and they didn't show any of the performances like on the floats <laughs> Keith, it was so so bizarre that's weird <laughs> no shade to the cbs parade i was just like what's kevin frazier hosting this for thinking like where's al roker where are you like what's going on <laughs> So what they they saw like Tom Turkey and uh, you know all the all the floats and balloons you would normally see. We watched it for about twenty five minutes before I was like, "What is going on?" Before I was so confused, <laughs> and then I'm like, "Dan, you recorded the CBS parade." So anyway, well that's maybe what you can catch there. it. Maybe you can watch it on demand somehow. Yeah, maybe. Because I know you can, for what it's worth, you can watch that. I think you can watch the National Dog Show on demand. I'm sure I could watch it on Peacock since it aired on NBC. So, yes, I think you can watch both of them on Peacock <laughs> if you, you haven't subscribed to yet another service to watch television <laughs> programs on. Uh, all right. Well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news on how Adele's new album, 30, debuts atop the Billboard 30 albums, I mean 200 albums chart, with the biggest week of the year for any album. And it has immediately become the biggest selling album of 2021, outselling any other album over the past 11 months combined. Does that make sense? Yes, it I does. Think it makes sense. <laughs> and news on how Adele doubles up in the top five on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart as Easy On Me returns to number one and the 30 album cut, Oh My God, debuts in the top five. Oh my God, indeed. And... It's starting to get Christmassy on the charts as a flurry of holiday favorites re-enter or climb up the Billboard Hot 100. And could Mariah Carey's evergreen classic All I Want for Christmas Is You return to number one again this year? Well, stay tuned. Also on the show, since it is now the Mariah-approved time to start listening to Christmas music, it's also time to talk all about Christmas music. And Billboard has a new greatest of all time Holiday 100 songs chart and a best Christmas songs list from the Billboard staff to dig into. How do their top tens compare? Stick around to find out. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit Billboard.com slash podcasts. 
we'll get to it in a second, but don't think, don't you dare think, Katie, that when we were putting together the top holiday songs and albums of all time on the Billboard charts, did it not seem like, well, isn't this convenient that editorial is doing their own version, like three hours after ours? Listen... <laughs> <laughs> Just great minds think alike, Keith, apparently. Actually, you guys were working on an actual timetable, though, because it was 10 years after the Holiday 100 debuted, right? Was that is that correct? Okay. Sure. Keith's like, yeah. <laughs> I, I Gary spearheaded that endeavor. Um, There's got to be a holiday I, pun you could have used there. He He led the candy cane <laughs> soldiers into i don't even know no i'm gonna stop now <laughs> into the have, gingerbread town right sure. i don't have gary's just, uh, just keep skills. stringing just keep stringing together nonsensical holiday things like popcorn string of how <sighs> garland <laughs> like a, like a like a festive garland of lights a on the charts of lights <laughs> Okay. All right. See you next week, everybody. What about Adele? Let's talk about Adele. (laughs) Let's do the chart chat. First up, Adele's new album, 30, debuts at number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart, starting with the largest week of 2021 for any album, while the set is already the biggest selling album of the year. It's the third number one for the superstar following 25, which spent 10 weeks at number one, and 21, which spent, oh, you know, just 24 weeks at number one. (laughs) Uh, 30 is Adele's first album in six years, since she released 25, basically almost six years ago exactly, on November 20th, 2015. 30 starts with 839,000 equivalent album units earned in the United States in the week ending November 25th, according to MRC data. That is by far the largest week of the year for any album by units earned, surpassing the debut week of Drake's Certified Loverboy, which earned 613,000 units back in September. Now, of 30s, 839,000 units, album sales comprise 692,000 of that, while the bulk of the remaining units were all driven by streaming activity. I saw so, an honest to God like album display at Target. Where? Target. Oh, at Target. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that would make sense because Target is the only uh, retailer in the United States that actually has any bonus tracks on its version mm. of the album, and uh, so its CD that Target carries has three extra audio tracks. They had vinyl as well. It was. I have like a little baby Target next to me too, and it had this like special cardboard pop-up branded with a doll and a record and a CD and a whole thing. Uh, Target is really key to many artists. Um, physical sales it, for physical sales, yeah. especially um, like if if they if you see any CDs at Target or any vinyl, it's almost always going to be an exclusive to Target. Mm. Okay, anyway, back to Adele. So. Of that 839,000 units, 692,000 were in album sales. That is, one, the single largest sales week of the year for any album, period, full stop. It beats the year's previous biggest week, which was registered just a week ago when Taylor Swift's Red, Taylor's version, sold 369,000 in the week ending November 18th. Further, that 692,000 sales, 430 immediately makes it the biggest selling album year to date in 2021. The previous biggest selling album of the year 
up until 30 came out was Taylor Swift's Evermore, which though it came out in 2020, it was actually 2021's biggest selling album by plain old normal album sales, and it had sold 471,000 up until last Thursday. Because it's vinyl release happened in the year 2021. That's yes. the bulk of it. Yes. And keep in mind, I'm also like, I'm, 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 I'm putting a spotlight specifically on album sales. If we're talking about overall popularity by units, the most popular album of the year right now is still Morgan Wallen's Dangerous, the double album by units earned. So I'm specifically talking about album sales. It's a way to look at the measurements. Um, but obviously, if we're talking about the most popular album by units, it's actually Morgan Wallen right now. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> it's just the world I live in, Katie. I think Let's we should keep on. talking about Adele. Don't you think? More Morgan Wallen. <laughs> okay, so next up over on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart, Adele's Easy On Me, which is the first single from 30, returns to number one, jumping two to one this week. Stepping, It stepped aside last week when Taylor's All Too Well debuted at number one. Parenthetical 10-minute uh, version, parenthetical Taylor's version. No, this was just all too well <laughs> oh, sorry, parenthetical right. Taylor's version. Taylor's version, which encompassed both the, the new version, version and the 10-minute version. Yeah, it was it was all the versions. It was all of the new Taylor's versions combined. Yes. Including the five minute and the 10 minute. Yes. Again, we're getting off track here, ta uh, to Taylor, <laughs> Katie. So Easy On Me goes back to number one. Meanwhile, the other 11 songs off of Adele's album all debut on the Hot 100, led by Oh My God at number five, I Drink Wine at number 18, My Little Love at number 23, Can I Get It at number 26, and To Be Loved at number 32. That's all of her songs in the top 40 this week. Adele now has a total of 25 Hot 100 entries. Basically, half of those are from the new album. Dating back to her very first single on the Hot 100, Chasing Pavements, back in November of 2008. And in total, she's reached the top 40 with 16 songs. So it is kind of funny, though, when you think of, it's like, wow, 25 Hot 100 entries. It's like, yeah, but like Drake can put that many songs on the chart in a single week because he puts 25 songs on a single album. It just shows you how different artists, you know, maneuver and operate in different ways, because obviously we all know how dominant Adele is. And to see that number seems small compared to her contemporaries. It's 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 we we um it's it's funny. It's so it's so quaint, like for for maybe younger people who did not exist in the world you know, 25, 30 years ago, or for older people who remember, there was a time when literally, if you put out an album, you could only put on so many songs on it. That's all you had. Back when there was vinyl, you had about 38 minutes, 35 minutes, 40 minutes, maybe, if you were pushing it, to, unless you put Aside. out a double vinyl. Yeah. If, well, total. Total? Like, Fleetwood... Fleetwood Max Rumors is one LP, and that's why it's about only like 40 minutes long. Wow. And then when the CD came around in the 80s, you could get up to, if you were pushing it, like 80 minutes worth of music. Now, well, there's no limit. It's there's just no all streaming, limit. baby. Mm -hmm. Okay, so And then you lastly, get the Triple Chucks Deluxe version. <laughs> nominated for Album of the Year at Album the Grammy Awards. Album of the Year. Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll be seeing the NFT version of it soon enough. Yes. <laughs> okay, lastly, 
the Hot 100 is starting to get festive <laughs> as familiar favorite holiday tunes are starting to re-enter the chart for their seasonal run up the tally. Mariah Carey's former number one, All I Want for Christmas is You, climbs 36 to 12 this week following its re-entry a week ago. Will it return to number one? Katie, do you think it will? Yes. <laughs> that was a quick yes. <laughs> yes, I do. I feel very confident in saying yes, it will. I don't know when but how, exactly, but at how least soon one week do you think it'll one. be sooner than we think? Do you if, think it could be like in two weeks? Sure. If I have anything to do with it. If, <laughs> if me and the children decorating the Christmas tree have anything to do with it. I don't know. Have you been, did, were, you, were you listening to it on demand on your favorite streaming service? Of course we were. And we also listened to the Muppets um, Christmas album, too. That was a family favorite. That can help. Yeah. Um, have, you, have you seen any of the, the Muppets Christmas Carol films? And, you, you know, know I actually like haven't. Um, oh, it's Dan's good. family was big on the Muppets Christmas like album on vinyl when they were kids. So that's why they pulled that one out. with John Denver? Yes. Yep. Ah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, also on the Hot 100 this week, we have re-entries from Brenda Lee's Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree at number 14, Bobby Helms's Jingle Bell Rock at number 20, Burl Ives's A Holly Jolly Christmas at number 27, Andy Williams' It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year at number 30, and Wham's Last Christmas at number 40. Expect even more Christmas tunes to make the chart merry and bright in the coming weeks as we get closer to Christmas Day. Um, I've noticed that there's a weird byproduct of the onslaught of holiday tunes on the Hot 100. Um, Ooh, okay, I'm interested, curious. Uh, well, newer songs get pushed down or off the chart. Uh, and at the height of Christmas season last year, uh, on the January 2nd, 2021 dated Hot 100, which really actually reflected Christmas week activity because we date our charts in the future, that week, nine out of the top ten on the Hot 100 were all Christmas songs, like all old Christmas songs. Mm. The only song that was in the top ten that week that wasn't a Christmas song was the former number one Mood by Friends of the Podcast, 24K Golden, and Ian Dior. Okay. So, Keith, do you think there's any obvious songs that could get iced out of a number one or a top ten peak this holiday I'm season? Living for the wintry <laughs> puns, Katie. Um, okay, so I'm thinking of Cold Heart by Elton Cold John. Cold Heart, but that fits the holiday theme. <laughs> Brr, it's chilly yes, on the charts. Exa exactly. So Cold Heart by Elton John and Dua Lipa has been perched at number 11, its peak on the Hot 100 for the past two mm. weeks. Mm. Now, a week ago, it was prevented from hitting the top 10 because Taylor Swift's All Too Well debuted at number one. Uh, in fact, the week before that, it was number 14, I think, and there were like three debuts in the top 10 that week. Uh, and then this week, Adele's Oh My God debuts in the top five. So had Taylor not debuted and had Adele not debuted, Elton would have had a top 10 already. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, here's the really fun, interesting thing. Elton has not had a top 10 hit since January of 1998, when Candle in the Wind, 1997, slash Something About the Way You Look Tonight, had its last week in the top ten. It's a former number one. You said this is a fun thing. Elton loves a, a top ten, though. We need but to get he's him there. But he's this close <laughs> to the top ten. So basically, like, you know, I could see how 
Cold Heart could maybe hold on through the holidays. Like maybe it comes back in January and hits a new peak, you know, once its airplay kind of comes back. Mm -hmm. But that's like assuming its airplay holds. I think think kind of what's happening right now is that there's a lot of radio stations that are going to flip to Christmas programming, especially adult contemporary radio stations where Elton is probably getting a lot of airplay from. So I don't know, as a chart geek and as someone who who loves seeing a sort of veteran chart legend like Elton John having like a top 10 single, I'm like, oh, I don't know if it's going to happen. That's so sad. <laughs> I feel like he needs, you know, how in the UK, Ed Sheeran like campaigned for him to get that number one over Ed's own uh, shivers. Right. Is that what it was? Uh, yeah, I think so. Well, I think so. Yeah, I mean, My, but Ed, Ed had been number one for like three months or something. And he's right. just like, let Elton have it. That's what I was thinking. But like, I feel like we need someone from the top 10 to step aside and do a campaign to get Elton to the top so, 10 now. So we need, so we basically need Ed to be like, you know what? I'm going to take my song off of streamers this week and let Elton get into the top 10. Hey, let me quote something from an article that I did a few weeks ago, too, by the way. Um, iHeartRadio did this big holiday special on November 24th that was, like, celebrating the switch to holiday music on their channels. And their press release said that the switch sometimes doubles the audience size for a station from typical non-holiday programming. So like that's your, just how many people will tune in your AC, it's Christmas music. Yeah, your AC station that makes that switch all of a sudden gets double the audience. Isn't that wild? I mean, I guess it's not that crazy to think about, especially when we see these chart, you know, stats and all these songs coming back on the charts. You kind of wonder, though, like, I mean, I I think a lot of people, depending, I mean, depending on how you consume your music, you know, I wonder if a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm not going to listen to the radio station. I can just listen to my smart speaker next to me and ask it to play holiday music. That's what I do when I'm home and, you know, like I said, trimming the Christmas tree. But when I'm dropping the kids off at daycare and I'm just in the car flipping stations, I am on 103.5 all the time now in my car. Like, so I'm over here listening to commercials even like a crazy person. There you go. (laughs) They got me. And they well, and luckily you're going to keep the lights on at a couple radio stations, exactly. maybe throughout the holiday season. You're welcome, Ellen K. So <laughs> speaking, we, we love Ellen K. By I the know, way, I do. That's why I'm listening to her. Uh, but continuing on the holiday music, uh, on November 18th, Billboard unveiled their greatest of all time holiday 100 songs, as well as greatest of all time top holiday albums charts. So Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You" led the songs chart. While Vince Guaraldi, let me try it again. Well, Vince Guaraldi is treat. Oh my God. <laughs> uh huh. That guy. Uh, well, Vince Guaraldi trios, a Charlie Brown Christmas soundtrack, led the album's list. So, Keith, can you tell us what some of the like, you know, data crunching that went behind, uh, you know, making the greatest of all time holiday 100 chart? Um. Yeah. So the. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you. So the greatest, (laughs) (laughs) the greatest of all time holiday 100 songs chart is based on actual performance on Billboard's weekly holiday 100 chart from the list's inception on December 10th, 2011 through the ranking dated January 2nd, 2021. So last Christmas season songs are ranked on uh, an inverse point system with weeks at number one 
earning the greatest value, and weeks at lower ranks earning the least. And due to changes in chart methodology over the years, eras are weighted to account for different chart turnover rates over various periods. So basically what this means is the Holiday 100 chart is like the Hot 100. It works like the Hot 100 does. The Holiday 100 exists during only during the Christmas time season, basically from Thanksgiving to Christmas each year. If something, if, if there's a Christmas song on the Hot 100 and it is the highest ranked Christmas song on the Hot 100, if you look at the Holiday 100 that week, it'll be the highest ranked song on the Holiday 100. It's right. the same methodology. And it's basically just a way to have a different way to look at the top performing holiday songs using the Hot 100's methodology. So Gary did this recap. It's kind of it's based kind of like the same recaps we do for our all time Hot 100 and kind of almost any of our year in time kind of recaps kind of in a way to show, OK, like over the past 10 years, which were the kind of the, the songs that had like the highest charting, lengthiest runs at the top of the chart. And we got 100 of them. Hey, that was well, a long explanation. And I think it's also worth mentioning. Yes, this only accounts for the last 10 years. But as you'll see from the top 10 that we're going to discuss Christmas music, you know, really, it, we're talking about everything from like even the 1940s forward that is on this list because Christmas music just keeps coming back and is super timeless. It's actually pretty hard for newer songs to break through to the this list, even though we're only talking about the last 10 years, as you'll see once again from this top 10. Mariah Carey, not a quote unquote new song anymore, but very much modern compared to what else is on the list. Yeah, it's it's the it's the well, I don't want to interrupt you. I, I did wonder and I haven't actually done this myself. I wonder of the top 100, aside from Mariah Carey. What is the other sort of most youthful song on the list? Well, I want to say, I, I don't want to say it um, without looking well, it up. Don't. So I'm just going to go ahead and look. <laughs> um, but it's either Ariana Grande's Santa Tell Me or um, uh, Kelly Clarkson. On the chart base list or the, the critics list? I'm talking about the chart list. Oh, wow. So it's let's hard. just scoot it's on just, back you know. and let's take a look. Because I think this is interesting. Actually, let me just take that way back, because at number 13, we have a song from Pentatonix. Mary, did you know? Wow. Mary, did yeah. you know that they were number 13? Yeah. Number 14 is Michael Bublé's version of It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. OK, and then so there number is some newish 17, stuff. Justin Bieber's Mistletoe. So, yeah, in the top 20, we just have to go to the top 20, because as you'll see in the top 10, Mariah and one other newish sort of song are in there. So let's do a little breakdown. But first, before we get to the greatest of all time, we have this other list that we're going to com compare it to this past Monday, November 29th. Because we can't get enough Christmas music, Billboard.com unveiled the 100 best Christmas songs of all time as voted by the Billboard staff. So let's make this distinction. The greatest of all time holiday 100 songs list is completely data driven. And over here we have the critics picks, quote unquote, the staff list of best 100 um, Christmas songs. And that is completely staff voted. So just our subjective tastes. And yet yeah, I will point out the staff oh, yeah. list. I thought if the people that vote on that staff list, they're not charts people, by the way. It's like I should say editorial Billboard people. editorial staff. 
Yeah. It's a hard distinction to make, though, for people who read Billboard because they know you and Gary write articles. Like, to think of you as not editorial is kind of crazy. But obviously, charts, you're directing the charts first and foremost and not voting on these staff lists. So let's go 10 to 1, starting with the chart top 10. Keith, what is number 10 on the chart? Dean Martin, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. And something our listeners cannot see is that I have put in red all of the songs that the two lists have in common. So the one Keith just read, Dean Martin, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow, not in the top 10 for the staff list. Number 10. Clearly editorial does not like Dean Martin. Don't worry, he's probably there in the 100. He's just on the top 10, everybody. But number 10 on the staff list is Donny Hathaway's This Christmas from 1970, which is not in the top 10 of the chart. So Keith... So number nine to the chart. Number nine on the chart based top 10 is Bing Crosby's White Christmas, which is in the editorial curated top 10. At the risk of really confusing people with toggling back and forth, I feel like we should just say it's at number five on the staff list because people are not going to get confused. But, yeah, you know, it's just how it is. Make sure they're, they're listening really closely. You should definitely go to Billboard.com and look at these with your own eyes. But um, let's go to number nine on the staff list, which is not on the chart list. I was really excited this made the top ten. Bruce Springsteen's Santa Claus is coming to town. That is a very fun live recording. We all know and love it. I mean, I don't need to tell the people about it. Number eight on the chart list, Keith. This is one of those quote unquote new songs from... 1984. <laughs> I was like, when you said new earlier, I'm like, really? Uh, it's Wham's Last Christmas is number eight on the chart-based recap. Correct, and it's number four on the staff list. Um, that is definitely the one that the the one modern Christmas song that seems to do you know as well. I guess actually in the UK, didn't it go to number one? Recently, went to number one for the first time on the official UK singles chart last Christmas. So it's last, kind of last had Christmas. The same, last Christmas went to number one for the first it's time. It had sort of a parallel trajectory to, Mar- to Mariah Carey, where it went to number one for the first time many, many moons after it was originally released. Um, okay, going back to the staff list, we are going to go with our number eight, which was Run DMC's Christmas in Hollis from 1987. A newish song. Correct. A hip-hop Christmas song. <laughs> and not um, on the chart list. So we'll go back over to the chart list. And at number seven on the chart list, not on the, at least not in the top ten on the editorial list, is Andy Williams' It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Spoiler alert, definitely on the top 100 list, just not in the top ten. And I have to say, my favorite Andy Williams song, if anyone was asking, I'm sure somebody out there was saying, but Katie, what's Katie, your favorite? Andy what's your Williams favorite Christmas song? And I would tell you that it's Happy Holiday slash the holiday Happy season. Happy Holiday! Oh my gosh, Darren Chris performed it. He, it's on his new Christmas album, A Very Darren Christmas. Christmas. Yes. C R I S S. See what he did there. And he recorded or he um, performed it on the Disney Christmas special that aired on Sunday night, and did a whole jazzy, you know, rendition of it, just like Andy. Is the is is his voice what you would say a baritone? Sure. Katie? Yeah. Well, what you actually, who has taken voice lessons in the past, yeah. What 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 is Darren's no, I range? Think, I don't know what Darren would self classify as, but I think baritone <laughs> sounds right because he can go pretty high. So, but maybe not a tenor. 
He has that. He he can go like a too, and it sounds cool. So anyway, I don't know anything. Honestly, perfect voice for a Christmas album because it's. But oh, I'm gonna digress one more time. This show's gonna go long. He's already mad at me. Um, uh, but he on his Christmas album has St. Patrick's Day by John Mayer. And when I saw that on the track list, I was like, that's interesting because I've just always seen the title, thought of it as a St. Patrick's Day song, whatever, because it mentions St. Patrick's Day. It actually goes through a list of holidays, but there's the the main line in the chorus is no one wants to be alone at Christmas time. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Darren Chris turned this John Mayer album cut into a Christmas song. And now it's a Christmas song. So there you go. <laughs> well, Darren, if you're listening. <laughs> Feel free to call. <laughs> we can talk more about St. Patrick's Day. Okay, okay, so where are we? Well, I just got us derailed. You were talking about Annie Williams' most wonderful time of the year, which means we're on the number seven from the staff list, which yep. is Jose Feliciano's Feliz Navidad from 1970. Keith, where is Jose Feliciano on the chart list? Conveniently, it's the very next song. It's number six on the charts list. That is definitely a song that is all over the place every holiday, for sure. What's number um, six on the editorial list? Well, Keith, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> it's <laughs> really halfway there. I'm getting slap happy. <laughs> it's Brenda Lee's Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree at number six. And I know that that is definitely higher on the chart list. Correct? Uh, it is. Am I supposed to reveal that now? Yes. It's number two on the charts list. Yeah, that, that's always the one that's right behind Mariah on our charts every year. I mean, it, did it get all the way to number two in the year that Mariah got to number one? I don't remember. Okay. It definitely is, just keeps peaking similar to Mariah's. I mean, streaming does great things for Christmas songs, for sure. Uh, number five on the chart space list is Burl Ives' A Holly Jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year, I hear. It's true. It's not in our staff top ten, though. Um, Mm. we already mentioned that Bing Crosby's White Christmas is number five in the staff list. So what is number four on the chart list? Number four on the chart list is Nat King Cole, the Christmas song, Merry Christmas to You. Just like it's, you know, it's, is it the chestnut? Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. fire. Yep. Yep. And that is my very favorite Christmas song. I put it at number one on my personal staff list, but it ended up at number three on the overall Billboard staff list. So let's go back to number three the on list. the chart list. Something that is not on the top 10 for the editorial list is Bobby Helms' Jingle Bell Rock. Yes, another dun, dun, dun. unavoidable Christmas jam. And then number two. Oh, we get to say friend of the podcast here. How thrilling hey. is that? Uh, number two on the staff list is Darlene Love's Christmas Baby Please Come Home. That's from 1963, and if you would like to go back and listen to our interview with her, she was on our Christmas episode, like, gosh, four or five years ago at this point. It's been a minute. But I got to get on the phone with Darlene Love. How crazy is that? That's pretty crazy. Um, And I think that we've now gone through everything because number two on the charts list, as we mentioned, is Brenda Lee rocking around the Christmas tree. And these two lists share a number one song, which, of course, is Queen of Christmas, Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is you from 1994 uh you know our editor who uh wrangled this all for the the chart list or for the staff list rather andrew underberger he 
Could not deny Mariah Carey at number one when he saw the overwhelming staff vote. He really thought we were going to end up with something different, but we didn't. Really? We're, we're just basic. Was it, <laughs> was it just like super overwhelmingly like like did, was like everyone was like, yeah, obviously it's Mariah. Yeah. And like he I saw the raw votes not to be revealed here on the podcast, but I saw the raw votes and it was like not even close for second place. Oh, so wow. Mariah, Mariah had it locked up. It's it's nice when a uh, editorial curated list and a charts based list can uh, kind of look kind of similar. I think it, it shows... almost feels like the, it almost feels like the public has done something right. Well, it, you know what it shows? I mean, these songs, most of them have like withstood the test of time because people want to hear them every year. I mean, it's not yeah. like I feel like a bad song could not rise to the top, could not rise like a mini marshmallow to the top of a mug of cocoa every year. Mm, no, I sure. He okay. doesn't like that one. <laughs> could not rise each year if people did not like the songs. Obviously, there's, you know, demand for these songs. They're popular and beloved. Uh, yeah. And I also I also like the fact that the editorial list um, the four songs that are your your in your editorial top ten that are not in our top ten, the charts list, are songs that are just natural classics that just maybe happen to not be in the top ten. And I think also I like the fact that there is a little bit more sort of diversity in terms of both sort of the acts. Like there's Hip hop act and Run DMC and R and B act and Donny Hathaway, Bruce Springsteen brings a little bit of rock to it. Darlene Love is a classic, um, you know R and B Phil Spector moment, and they're all classics. It's just like, well, it just means Andy Williams, Dean Martin, Burl Eyes, and Bobby Helms just gets a little bit more they're play over little, the holiday season, and they're a little lower on the list, but they're still there. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, Anything else to talk about about these two charts that you can see on Billboard.com? Yes, please go to check out the greatest of all time, Holiday 100 chart, and also check out the best Christmas songs staff list. I'm going to make strong distinctions. <laughs> Find them both should, on Billboard.com. Yeah, it's like you, you wish there was like a sort of a hub to have these two lists kind of like jump off together, like two links side by side, compare and contrast. I Fight. mean, we could do that, um, and honestly, we should. Maybe you know what? Maybe by the time you hear this, I will have already done that on the website. <laughs> get, get to work on that, Executive Digital Director West Coast. <laughs> yeah, I will. Okay, so now it's time for the chart stat of the week. So, all this talk about the greatest and most popular Christmas songs on the chart has has prompted me to think about let's do a quiz Katie about Christmas albums oh man okay okay so so Katie which of these artists have not had a top 10 on the Billboard 200 albums chart with a Christmas or holiday seasonal album like you know, specifically a wintry seasonal holiday effort. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about a Halloween album, mm -hmm. like a Christmas seasonal album. So, yes. your choices are: one of these four have not had a top ten album on the Billboard 200 that has been a Christmas album. We have India, New Kids on the Block, Annie Lennox, and Neil Diamond. Which of those four have not had a top ten on the Billboard 200 with a Christmas album? 
I'll start this by saying I don't know which have had a top 10. So this is going to be a real shot in the dark. Well, <laughs> is this is I'm why saying. it's a quiz. Yeah. And you listen, playing at home, can you possibly guess at this point? Are juncture? you smarter than Katie? Is the question. <laughs> Strong, well, strong I chance. <laughs> strong chance. Okay. Um, I'm going to venture a guess and say, even though part of me is telling, saying not to do this, <sighs> Neil Diamond. I'm sorry. Neil Diamond has reached the top 10 with the Christmas album in 1992. It peaked at mm-hmm. number eight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Would you like to guess again? I mean, I guess I will, but we might go through all of these. Annie Lennox. You are correct. Oh, wow. I thought that was like, okay. There, I thought it was a red herring. <laughs> An- Annie Lennox released the holiday album A Christmas Cornucopia in 2010, and it peaked at number 35. Yeah, okay. See, I remember that album, which is... And then I also, of course, know... Like the Eurythmics have a very famous Christmas song. Is it Winter, Winter Wonderland that they do? Very famously? Uh, I, I think so. And I think yeah. it was originally on the a very special Christmas yes. special yes. Olympics album. Yes. Um, do you want me to tell you about the other two? I would artists love on to hear list? about the other two. I, I remember Anya having a Christmas album. Anya had a Christmas album called And Winter Came. Dot, dot, dot. So. I think it's technically a winter album, hmm. but there was there was a moment, a brief moment where there were a few artists that were putting out albums that were not traditionally a obvious Christmas album like Enya. Uh, and Winter Came peaked at number eight on the Billboard 200 in 2008. Another artist who did this was Sting. He put out a um, a winter themed album. They are effectively Christmas albums, but I think it might be a way for artists to not feel so sort of like blocked in that they have to do just Christmas carols. And not kind of cheesy about it. Not schmaltzy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think of I don't ever think of Sting as being cheesy or schmaltzy. No. 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 Um, Friend of the podcast, Sting. And lastly. (laughs) Lennox, don't forget. Shit. Yes. (laughs) Sorry. And hasn't haven't the new kids been on the show? Yes. Okay, so New Kids on the Block, their Christmas album called Merry Merry Christmas peaked at number nine in 1989. I wasn't going to touch them because they felt like the kind of group that at the peak would release a Christmas album, and that's exactly what they did. So In sync did the same thing too later uh, on. Yeah. Merry you know. Christmas, Happy Holidays. Backstreet Boys. Christmas. Happy Holidays. <laughs> That's a great Christmas think, album. I don't think Backstreet Boys have actually had a Christmas album, have they? Not that I know of. I owned the Unsync Christmas album and the 98 Degrees Christmas album, which I also loved. Um, Britney never had a Christmas album? She had a Christmas song. She had, uh, Baby, that's my only wish this year. Was it Only Wish? Is that what it's called? <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Was that an original? Uh, yeah. Oh. It's good stuff. It was <laughs> like a, my reaction. No, uh. it was like really peak time for people putting out original Christmas music that was like actually <gasps> played on the radio. Don't forget Christina Aguilera's Mi Reflejo. Oh, wait, what does that have to do with anything? Was that, that's oh. not, was it Christmas? <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> was Feliz Navidad on it? <laughs> I got confused. She had a Christmas album called, called My Kind of Christmas. <laughs> But she had a Spanish album called Mi Reflejo. I'm like, her 2000 Spanish album, Mi Reflejo? I don't think that was a, a Navidad album, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mi, mi, 
Okay, that so that was the chart stat of the week, everybody. <laughs> Any parting oh words? Oh my gosh! Um, I just love talking about Christmas. We might, you might hear us talk about Christmas music a little more for the next few weeks. I'm just you warning might. you. You might. <laughs> you might. <laughs> so pretty much, it's a guarantee at this point. Oh my god. Okay, so what song should we go out on? Man, we mentioned a lot Me there. Me Reflejo. <laughs> yeah. Falsas Esperanzas by Christina Aguilera. It is timely because she's about to release her first Spanish, all Spanish album since that project. Um, so it's been 21 years. And so that's why you were, it was on your brain, obviously. <laughs> but um, I think we should yeah, no. go out on NSYNC's Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays because we mentioned it and now it's running through my head like a pack of reindeer <laughs> pulling a sleigh. <laughs> Okay, uh, we're going to go out on that, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye! Merry Christmas.